bonus so money episode, how to spend smart ahead of the holiday rush. You're listening to So Money with award-winning money guru, Farnoosh Torabi. Each day, get a 30-minute dose of financial inspiration from the world's top business minds, authors, influencers, and from Farnoosh herself. Looking for ways to save on gas or double your double coupons? Sorry, you're in the wrong place. Seeking profound ways to live a richer, happier life? Welcome to So Money. You're listening to So Money, everybody. Tuesday, November 19th. We don't normally have an episode on Tuesdays, but it is a good time to take a pause and offer some important financial advice ahead of the holiday seasons. You know, Hanukkah, Christmas, all of it, it's around the corner and the sales have begun. The mad dash to getting the perfect gifts. And I thought now's a good time to talk, straight talk about how to save. And if you don't really have the budget this year to spend money on gifts and parties and travel, well, what do you do? We've got some advice and I have a very special guest with us, BJ Mahoney, who is a general manager at Chase Freedom. As you know, I am the financial education ambassador for Chase. Chase is also the sponsor for this podcast. We're so grateful for the partnership. BJ is here to talk about some of the interesting research that his team has found related to holiday spending, as well as some seasonal savings tips to control the spend over the past few years, my family has decided to participate in the Secret Santa tradition, right? Where you shop for just one person or a couple people, you pick a name out of a hat. You know, our families have grown over the years. So this way we can just dedicate some dollars to some special people and everybody gets a gift. And then there's more to spread for the children because now there's children everywhere. And so these are sort of the ways that we're thinking about making traditions, making the holidays our own to both enjoy the festivities, but also, you know, be mindful of our finances. Excited for the conversation today. Hope you'll take notes and definitely weigh in. Let me know how you're saving money around the holidays. I'll be sharing this episode on Instagram today, so make sure to send me a direct message there. Here we go. Here is How to Spend Smart Ahead of the Holidays with BJ Mahoney. BJ Mahoney, welcome to So Money. It's a pleasure to connect. Thanks. It's great to be here. I have to say, you know, just to, you know, express my gratitude with Chase being the official financial sponsor of So Money, you've, you know, your team has really helped us to be here and uh, we're on our way to 1000 episodes and it's thanks to supporters like you that that make the show possible and I just thought it'd be great as we're approaching the holidays. Uh we know that many people listening, they're they got a lot going on and we don't want to end up in the new year further behind financially at least, right? We want to open the year feeling like we've made some good, smart choices over the holidays, even though we might have a long to-do list, gift list, all the things. And you're the managing director, general manager of Chase Freedom and Slate, and you've got 20 years of card industry experience. So I thought let's bring BJ on the show to help us at least navigate the credit aspect of this, because so many of us will be spending 
on our credit cards. But before we get to all of those good tips, I've got to ask you, you know, personally, as you're approaching the holidays, what are some of the things that you're thinking about how you might be managing the spend over the next couple of weeks and months? Thanks. Again, thank you for having me. It's a, it's a great question. So you're right. The, it, this is the time of year when uh, you need to be mindful of your spending. And certainly, as I'm thinking about how we're approaching the holidays with me and my family, we, you know, the holidays are something that we actually think about throughout the year. I've got I've got three boys, and we're among those those group of people that kind of look for opportunities throughout the year. We pick up signals from what our boys sort of indicate that they might be interested in, and look for for deals along the way, and kind of stockpile. So we get to a point in you know around this time, probably early December, where we kind of my wife and I sit down and say, Are we good? Do we have everything we need? Is everything equitable? And if not, then we do the frenzy. But 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 we do try to sort of plan along the way. Yeah, it's important to plan, as we know. And, you know, from our end, I have two kids, five and two. And this year I said to them, I sat them down, mostly for my five-year-old to hear because my two-year-old's not really getting it. But I said, this year for the holidays, (laughs) we're going to go on a vacation. That's going to be our family trip, like our family gift. And my son kind of looked at me like, no presents. And then I reminded (laughs) him that he's going to get a lot of presents from grandparents. So that – made him feel better. But I'm hoping to start this tradition where we, you know, we buy experiences um, for the family instead of just stuff. Because as you know, and your kids are older now, but I'm sure when they were younger, like they get really excited for that toy. And then a week later, it's just added to the pile. No, you're exactly right. And we, it's funny that you mentioned experiences because we think about that as well. And we sort of try to do a combination of what are some, uh, uh, some things, some things to get them, but also what is an experience and oftentimes our gifts will sort of link to those. Like as an example, we've got a ski trip coming up as as a as a holiday present. And for my oldest, he's been pining for a new snowboard, so it's going to kind of be hand in hand with that. So so the, the experiences are great because they last forever. Those memories. Snowboarding, wow, he's brave. <laughs> he's the snowboarder, not me. <laughs> and neither am I. So you and I in the same camp. I'm usually at the Avery Ski, you know, having some hot chocolate. That's my that's my version of really okay. good fun ski trip. So just to kind of kick us off here as we go jump into some of this advice, I thought it would be cool to share some of the findings from a recent Chase Freedom Freedom Unlimited survey, which kind of looked at card member holiday spending and help us navigate through this and like understand what's going on. So the Basically, it found that you know consumers are looking for extra cash or deals from merchants to save money. That was one of the findings. We love talking to our customers, and we always find out new insights. And it's it's always great to get the pulse of of how they're thinking about spending and shopping. And so it's no surprise that they are looking for those discounts and deals. And so you know this time of year, there obviously merchants tend to sort of get into sales mode, and there's and there's definitely deals to be found. But there's also ways folks can sort of leverage their credit card relationship and, and and take advantage of some of those deals. And as I think about the Freedom Card as an example, there's a couple of really great ways that our customers can take advantage of deals. One, with Chase, we have what we call Chase Offers, and that is where we offer discounts throughout the years to our, our merchant partners, and it's available to all Chase customers, Freedom, obviously. They can go inside the Chase mobile app and, and see what offers and deals are, are available, and it's sort of, it's, it's, honestly, it's like it's like free money and discounts throughout the year. And, and right now, we also have a great offer for our Freedom customers where we're offering $200 cash back for um, uh, new customers. 
And as you think about planning for the holidays and how to stretch those holiday dollars, getting $200 cash back that you can sort of apply towards your holiday spend is a great way to kind of get a great deal. And a great way to also treat yourself. We kind of forget that holidays can be really, really stressful for a lot of reasons from the financial standpoint, from just also like maybe you're traveling a lot, you've got a lot of work deadlines, there's a lot going on in Q4. (laughs) So to be able to dedicate a couple of hundred bucks to your self-care, I think is, is a wise move. And I think what was also interesting from the survey, you know, we talk about planning and we kind of get it, but few are actually doing the planning especially when it comes to budgeting for gifts. So 32% um, forget to plan for gifts. So that means a lot of us are procrastination spending. How How do we get motivated to plan? Because to your point, the sales are abundant. They're all, so we almost feel like we don't have to just wait till Black Friday, right? Whenever we choose to start spending, we can probably find the deal, but that's not necessarily a smart way to go about it. Yeah, no, I think that's, uh, I think your point is spot on. I think from, for me, the planning always starts with just being mindful, being mindful about your finances in general. So keeping track of what you're spending on, on a day-to-day basis, and then, and then trying to think a little bit ahead about what you have coming down the pike. And obviously holiday is a big part of that. And then, so I, as as we got the survey results back, we were, I, I was actually a little bit surprised to see of all the things that people forget to plan for. Gifts was the number one thing. Like you think, Hey, you know, gifts are part of the holiday season. How, how can folks kind of kind of forget to plan for that? I think it just speaks to how busy people are throughout the year, and so that's why sort of just being mindful throughout the year of of the, that the holidays are coming is is I think the best way to approach it. And then you know, for for me, as you know, I talked about the fact that we try to compile gifts throughout the year, but as we do that, we're really smart. You know, we try to be smart in our choices, so we try to stick within a budget, and then we're also trying to. Make make sure that we're stretching our dollars, whether that's making sure we're getting the best offer from, you know, whatever store we're, we're visiting. And then also, frankly, as a, as a freedom card holder, card customer. We're looking for ways to get cash back. So I use my freedom card to get cash back on my holiday spending throughout the year. And it's, it's just a way to stretch the dollars. And, you know, what's also great is then when I get to the end of the year, when it's, it's, it's holiday time, I've got a nice little sort of bonus pool set aside for cash back that from cash back that we can either decide to spend on more gifts, treat ourselves, et cetera. Because what's unfortunately happening is a lot of people starting the new year in debt because of lack of planning around the holidays. And we definitely forget to plan first gifts, like we mentioned, but also holiday hosting and travel. The last thing yeah. you want to be caught doing is getting a last minute flight around the holidays. Like that is going to blow anyone's budget. Exactly. Exactly. You know, and, 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 you know, one of the things for folks that are um, kind of find themselves in that last minute situation where they haven't had an opportunity to plan or there was you know, something that they forgot to plan for, the Freedom Card also offers for new cars, customers a 0% introductory offer for 15 months on purchases. So as, if there was an unplanned purchase that you know that you had to sort of make at the last minute, by, by using your new Freedom Card, you're able to actually defer the interest on that for 15 months. So it's sort of a way to, to sort of ease the pain. So to your point, if you're, you know, if you do have to go into a little bit of debt after the holidays with the Freedom Card, you're able to not pay interest on that for up to 15 months. And so that's a way to sort of really stretch those dollars as well. Yeah, I was recently at an event and a woman came up to me and said, you know, I have I have no debt, I save, I make a good income. I actually don't have a credit card. 
And I, I kind of looked at her like with like my eyes were popping out of my head. Like, how is it that you've gotten this far? She was she was almost thirty. I'm like I'm like you're a perfect candidate for a rewards card, <laughs> you know. And so she just had this association that a credit card, you know, equals debt. But no, I mean for me, I mean I love using my cards because it's a way to one manage the payments, to bank on some of these really great incentives like with this Freedom Card, and build credit. I said maybe you don't need to go out there and get more credit right now, but you never know where your life's going to lead. And if you don't have any credit cards on your profile, that I, I worry for you. You know, I, 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 as a lender, I don't know if I would really want to give you a huge mortgage if you've never practiced what it's like to have credit. So I suggested to her a freedom card where you can get a lot of these kinds of bonuses, especially this time of year where you will be spending money. Why not get some benefits? If you're somebody who's not carrying a balance or if even if you have to for a little bit, this is a great this is a great card. A lot of people still open credit cards this time of year, right? So what should they be thinking about as they open up a credit card? Yeah, opening a credit card is a really important decision and one that folks should really, customers should really do their homework on. And it's, um, and it's just a, it, again, it's a really important decision. And so you have to kind of do your homework. And so, um, as, as people look for credit cards, I think there's a few things that you should evaluate. One, what am I going to be spending on? Am I going to be spending mainly on travel? Am I going to be spending across the board on everyday items? Uh, that'll help sort of guide you where you might want to go in terms of uh, a rewards card. You should also ask yourself, what's most important to me? Is it getting points? Is it getting cash back? Is it the lowest possible APR? Is it a combination of those things? And really look at that holistically to kind of hone in on, on, on what the right option would be. And then, you know, this is, a, um, I think, an area where folks maybe not, maybe not be doing enough of their homework is really understanding all those incidental or additional perks that cards have. There's lots of cards that come back with or, or, or have things like travel insurance or rental car insurance and things like that. And so understanding how you're, how you plan to use a card and what's important for you will then really guide you into what is the best sort of long-term card for me for my spending. And then, and then once you have that, you of course can then evaluate what has the best sign-up bonus. Um, that's an important part of it, but I think it's only one part of it. Should really look at I'm going to have I'm planning to have this card for a number of years is it going to work out for me in the long term and then once you answer that question then you can sort of figure out what is the best sign up bonus that uh, for the cards that meet my criteria yeah, it's really about kind of understanding your profile, your spending behavior, your needs, and being really honest with yourself. And speaking of honesty, yeah. you know, we've we've gone through a lot of really great tips about how to kind of think about spending this holiday season, the importance of planning. If you are going to open up a credit card in the next few months, how to approach that. But sticking with the theme of honesty, I will just want to put out there that if if spending money this holiday season is going to put you further into debt because you're already coming into the season with some debt. And I think you have to just be honest with yourself, with your friends, with your family, and maybe have a conversation about how maybe you're not going to be able to do it up this year with the usual gifts. And I, I hope that our loved ones can understand that. The holidays are really about togetherness and spending time together and being grateful. And if you do want to be generous with gifting, you know, you don't have to spend a lot of money. And in fact, you know, baked goods, homemade photo calendars. My family loves getting photographs of my kids framed or 
or a calendar that we've made of the kids throughout the year, you could offer free childcare to your friends who, I mean, childcare is super expensive. If you can offer a few nights of babysitting, I think that these are the sort of thoughtful presents that are timeless and always appreciated especially at the holidays. So just to put that out there too, to listeners to not feel guilty or guilted into spending because that's kind of what the holidays materially have represented. I mean, wouldn't you love getting, you know, a homemade gift from your kids? <laughs> BJ? Yeah, absolutely. It's right. I, I completely agree with that. And it's, it's something that my family and I, my wife and I have, have really started to adopt. We used to um, feel compelled to have a lot of nieces and nephews and things like that. And we used to feel compelled that we had to buy everybody gifts and that we had to buy gifts from my grandparents or the grandparents, the in-laws. And to your point, it gets really, really expensive. And so what we said is, you know what? We're going to stop doing that, but let's make a commitment to spend more time together over the holidays. So we have everybody over to our house on Christmas um, and then uh, the day after Thanksgiving as well. And it's not its not like a you know we don't put out a big spread. We don't spend a lot of money. It's just together time. And, we, and we'll watch football. We'll watch you know whatever movies are on TV. And it's just a time for everybody to be together. And that has really turned out to be just you know great memories. And it's also you know, makes sense from a cost standpoint as well. So I, I completely agree with your sentiment. Yeah, I appreciate that. You know, start your own traditions. If the if the yeah. if the current like you know popular traditions are breaking your bank, your bra- your bank account, you know, time to kind of rethink how you're going to you know celebrate the holidays in a way that it's like a win win for everybody. You know, I have a family of four, and we would love to go to the West Coast every Thanksgiving and Christmas to see my family. My parents live out there now, but. It's a lot of it's a lot of seats we got to buy on an airplane yeah. now, and so you know, could we come on the off season instead? Like maybe not Thanksgiving week, but the week after, or this year, you know, on Thanksgiving we we were going. Um, we were fortunate to be able to get tickets in the first place, but we're leaving on a Friday, a Black Friday, to come back to New York, which actually saved us about a thousand dollars, believe it or not, as opposed to yeah. leaving on a Saturday. Uh, for the four of us. So sometimes just those little tweaks, adjustments, yeah, it's nice to kind of stay the full six nights or whatever, but it, you know, how, how nice is it to save also a thousand dollars? Yeah, no, absolutely. You know, I mentioned earlier on that we're, we're, we're planning a ski trip and, you know, depend, if you ski over the holidays, it could be super expensive. So we've, we've sort of pinpointed the day after New Year's is, is, is when some of the prices go down and yes. sort of people go back to work and pack, pack the school. So we're, you know, we're going to take our kids out of school for a little bit and, and spend some extra family time together. And it's going to save us a lot of money. And we think it's a, a it's a trade-off that's worth it. It's such a huge difference. I've traveled the first week of the new year airlines are empty, airplane, you can sit anywhere you want. You can probably save 50% on, you know, your hotel and your flight. It's just crazy during the holidays. They, cause obviously demand is up. Let's transition BJ to some of your own personal financial experiences, you know, working for in financial services for as long as you have, does it rub off on you and like osmosis, you just become really good at money or you're surrounded by such great, like, you know, leadership and, you know, you're in the industry. So you kind of, there's an expectation at least, right? That you kind of have it all together. 
Yeah, no, I, I mean, I think uh, sort of staying on top of your finances doesn't happen by osmosis, and it really is a is 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 a personal commitment and a, and a mindset. Now, I have the advantage of being around a lot of smart people who have a lot of uh, insights that can help me. But st- it, I've sort of had that mindset from early on in my career, even even before I was in financial services. I spent a little time outside of financial services, and even then, as I think. Back I didn't have it. I don't have everything figured out now either. But even with as low as I knew back then, just being mindful of what you're spending on, keeping track of your money, trying to budget, just sort of the basics um, are really, really super powerful and pay off over time. And so, and the thing that anybody can do, and and with people like you and 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 others that are really just helping to spread the word, that it's really about a mindset and just being being mindful on top of your finances is the key. You don't have to be a financial wizard or anything like that. It's just having that having the the focus to really sort of keep track of what you're working uh, working towards is really, I think, the key. So what's an example of how you have exercised that in your own life, a financial win, your so money moment? Oh, my God. Uh, so, um, you know, as I was just talking to you about being early in my career, um, one of the, the, the milestones, when I think back about it, I, I, I kind of chuckle, but Early on in my career, I, uh, I, you know, I I wasn't making any money, but I had a goal to have a certain amount in my 401k by my second year working. And it, 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 like when I look back at what that amount was, it doesn't seem like that impressive, but it was really, really important to me. And so I used to um, uh, watch it every day, and I and I put myself on a budget. I used to call it my 401k lunch. I used to go to the. Uh, <laughs> I was thinking this. The place I worked used to sell um, this like oversized bucket of French fries. It was like a it was a dollar, and I ate that probably for six months because it was a dollar for lunch, and it filled me up. And I put the rest of the money towards my four hundred one k, and I reached my goal, and I I was so excited and proud of it. I remember like calling my parents about it, telling them about it, and so my my still money moment was when I was early in my career reaching my four hundred one k balance. It was, it was great. The 401k French fry diet. Yeah, Only something you could have done in your 20s. For, uh, yeah. you know, from a health standpoint, but it definitely helped yeah. me sort of you know, manage my finances. I was going to say, I hope you were also funding your health savings account at the same time. <laughs> right. Well, that's, uh, that's one way to do it. I love that. And so but, but like, not a lot of young people have the determination to kind of hit a milestone with the 401k. We might have other goals, like we want to be a homeowner, we want to pay down debt, we want, but you kind of zoned in on the 401k. Was there a mentor that you had or someone, for me, I know I had like my HR manager at my first job really forced me to, to put money in the 401k. I was a little skeptical of being able to even do it. What kind of support system did you have around that? Besides, of course, your own yeah. diligence. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I think I think what kind of got me on that path is I had a uh, I, I had a professor in college, who it was for a uh, a business class, and he talked a lot about the time value of money, and he and he used this example that if you could put away two thousand dollars a year for twenty or thirty years, by the time you got to the end with compounding, you'd have a million dollars. And I just thought, wow, that's amazing. I could never see myself having a million dollars. And then when I got started working, the fact that there was a 
company matched that they would match what I would put into my 401k. It just felt like a no brainer. I could get to that lofty goal possibly in, 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 in maybe in some, some reasonable time. So that was really the lesson that I, I took out of school that I, I, I applied starting right off the bat when I was working. And now today, is there a rich, is there an equivalent like French fry diet that you're on to reach <laughs> a certain new financial yeah, no, goal? Yeah, no. Um, so, you know, obviously we've got kids and we're planning for college. And so, um, you know, it's something that we've been really focused on and, and, and retirement. And so I don't necessarily have the equivalent of a French fry diet, but I would tell you that, um, you know, I, I still monitor my spending very, very closely, um, and I I really think that's the key. And 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 you know we as a family do that. Um, and so you know, like as an example, I'm the one that does the grocery shopping on the weekends, and I could take a lot of joy out of um, coming in with a grocery bill that's under a certain amount and is 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 better than the week before. And it's and it's again, it's just that sort of mindset of of focusing on all of your spending and really being mindful about where your money's going. Uh, I remember when we were in college, I had five roommates my senior year and every two weeks, two people out of the five roommates would have to go grocery shopping and it would rotate for the house. And it was such a game. We'd always try to compete. Like the list was pretty much the same every two weeks, but the, yeah, the yeah. team that could come home with the smallest receipt got an extra pat on the back. It felt good. It, it kind of, um, it was great. It's nice to have a little like game of gamified a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. And I think you can apply that mindset to anything, right? Whether it's your spending, whether if you have saving goals, whether it's investing goals. And and it, to, to me, it's all about being mindful, staying on top of it and monitoring and setting some goals and, and tracking your progress. And again, to my earlier point, it doesn't mean that you have to be a financial wizard, but you do have to be focused and sort of you know have a plan. Well, this has been really helpful and fun to catch up with you, BJ, because often we, when we do talk, it's like at these big chase events. We, you know, um, yeah. I believe last time when we connected was, oh gosh, uh, Chrissy Teigen, right? At the holiday yeah. event yeah. last, that was pretty epic, I have to say. Thanks for that opportunity yeah. to interview her. No, you've been an amazing partner for sure. We, we love the partnership. Thank you. So do I. And of course, everyone listening, it's thanks to Chase that we get to do this podcast three days a week. So before I let you go, BJ, could, do, would you mind doing some so money fill in the blanks? This is just like when I start a sentence and then you finish it, whatever first comes to mind. Okay. Okay. There's no wrong answer. So first, if I won the lottery tomorrow, the first thing I would do is? Uh, build a new gym for my kid's school. Oh wow! Your kids are not happy with their current gym. They uh, they go to a little parochial school and it's it's lacking in 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 uh, in facilities and so I would build that out. BJ Mahoney Physical Recreation Center. Get your name on there. <laughs> that, that's right. Um, okay, so how about this? One thing that I spend my money on that makes my life easier or better is. Our membership at a pool. So our kids love it there. My wife and I like to spend time there. It's definitely worth the money. Much better than digging your own hole in your backyard, right? And all that maintenance. Yes, exa <laughs> exactly. Okay. When I was growing up, the one thing I wish I had learned about money is? I wish I would have learned that it's okay to spend a little bit on yourself once in a while. I think a lot of people would agree with that, that you had to sort of, you know, spend on others, 
um, pay your bills, all important. But, you know, we talked about it earlier. Like if you're going to get an extra 200 bucks this, this winter, <laughs> uh, like a windfall, like maybe park that for yourself if you need it. And then last but not least, I'm BJ Mahoney. I'm so money because... Because I monitor my spending and budget. Right on. And you know what else? So money and Mahoney rhymes. Yeah, it it, it, it does. It kind does. of, right? It does. And people used to call me money, money Mahoney. Oh. Uh, I would get that once in a while. It's all come full circle. And now, so great to have you on the podcast. BJ, have a great holiday. And I hope to see you at an event soon. Thanks, you too. Look forward to it for new show. Thanks to BJ for joining us. All these tips available on somoneypodcast.com. Just click on today's episode. We've got a summary of the advice. And for more, check out chase.com. Thanks for tuning in, everybody. And I hope your day is so money. Money.